The days have been cold and the nights have been colder. It's just been one year but I feel ten years older. With lockdowns and furlough and hand sanitizer, my hair has grown long but I've not grown much wiser. A vaccine is out and a nation awaits to find out if we're all controlled by Bill Gates. Or maybe our health will improve for the better and we'll head outside though it's cooler and wetter. We won't fear the weather or our value trends, for we'll be back out on our bikes with our friends. We'll stop at the cafes we all love to see, with mountains of cake and large buckets of tea. It's been a tough year, there's no doubt about that, and to all who have helped us out, I tip my hat. But if the past 12 months have caused you to shiver, here's the end of year special of Try Me A River. Welcome everyone, happy Christmas, happy new year, I hope you're doing so well. It's been a long old year, as I was mentioning in that little poem to get us kicked off, but we've made it through, so thank you so much for your company, it's been great to have you on the ride as this podcast has taken off this year. There is a lot of fun to be had today on episode 12, when we will be having our end of 2020 top 10 awards for the best triathletes of the last 12 months. There are some big contenders in there, some from the short course game, some from the longer distance triathlon scene, all well worthy of their place in that top 10 list. So if you want to find out, has your favourite triathlete made it in? And only the best have. Keep it here. We're going to be getting onto that very, very soon. Before I do that, I just want to touch on something fun that happened with me recently and a group of friends. In the run-up to Christmas, a few of us thought it would be a good idea to try and give something back. It's been an especially tough time for older people who are living alone. And loneliness is a problem for old people a lot of the time, not just in a pandemic year. But it's become even more of a concern this year with COVID forcing the most vulnerable in our society and in many cases those are older people to isolate on their own for very long periods of time. We all know that it's good to talk. It's great to know somebody's listening to you and we value the friendships we have. But for far too many elderly people living in our part of the world anyway, they can go days and weeks at the moment without being able to talk to anyone without having somebody on the other side of the table to laugh with, to joke with, to sympathise with. So what we decided to do, me and a group of friends, is run for 24 hours around the clock on a beach very close to where I live in Portrush in Northern Ireland. We ran up and down the beach for one hour each, 24 of us, and raised money for a charity called Age NI, who do fantastic work with a scheme that they call Check In and Chat, where they have volunteers and staff members who once a week phone people over the age of 60 at home and give them an hour of their time just to chat through whatever is on their mind. It's a brilliant, brilliant service and we wanted to do whatever we could to help them. So we took to the beach and I drew the short straw with the timings. Well, because I was putting it together, I felt it was only right that I took the least appealing time. So that was three in the morning. And this is a little clip I recorded of myself down on the beach in the freezing cold. 
So I am standing here on the East Strand in Portrush. Not a soul anywhere to be seen except for the faint flash bulb of my friend Nigel heading off into the dark night sky up the beach on the remainder of his run leg. Last night, Friday night at 6pm, our first heroes took off down the beach in the dark as it was by that stage as well. And since 6pm until now a quarter to five in the morning, there has been solid forward motion up and down this beach. Thankfully, not a drop of rain yet, and hopefully that will continue through the night. But well, through the night, it's almost the morning. Oh, the things it does to your head. So I've done my shift and a little bit of the one after. 10 miles run. We're gonna keep going for another how long? 13 hours until 6 p.m. this Saturday evening. And it is all to raise money for a brilliant charity called Age NI, who do great work checking in with older people living alone. We are raising funds for that service and hoping that by spending a little bit of time on our own in the middle of the night on a beach, we can raise awareness of people who spend a lot of time at home on their own and raise some well-earned cash for them. So I'm going to go back up to my car, get a little brew before Nigel comes in and the next runner, Johnny, heads off. It's been a great night so far and I just wanted to let you in on a bit of it. So yeah, if you would like to offer some cash of your own, that'd be massively appreciated and will be very well used. I will pop a little link in the description of the podcast. Oh, it's chilly. Need to get warmed up. Time for a brew. See you soon. As I mentioned in that little clip just there, I have put a link to the fundraising page in the description to this podcast. So if you would like to join the masses of people who have been so generous, please feel free to go to the web link that I have attached. Uh, so far, we are stunned to say that we have raised over £2,700 for EHNI. If you could offer just one or two pounds to help the work they do, that would be so appreciated, not just by me or by the charity, but by all those older people living alone who are desperate for a lifeline, and you could help provide that. So thank you very, very much in advance. But back to business here on the podcast. We're here to chat about triathlon in particular. I was going to spend a little bit of time in this episode talking through the PTO World Championships that happened in Daytona at the start of December since my last podcast episode. It was a dead exciting day of racing, but I am going to touch upon it in the top 10 because a few of the people who feature in the top 10 list are people who made a real headline appearance at that race. So I will touch on the Daytona race as we go through the top 10. Just don't want to spoil any surprises with where people come in the list, so we'll keep on moving. And here, without any further introduction, is the Trimia River Top 10 Triathletes of 2020. Let's do it! I've always fancied myself as a DJ on the top 40 countdown, so this is like a dream come true. Let's get the music going. I think it's only right. Ten. Jess Learmonth. 
One of Team GB's biggest triathlon names over the past few seasons has had another wonderful year out on the circuit. After finishing second overall in the World Series in 2019, she came back strong following lockdown this year and put in a handful of outstanding performances. She finished top 10 in both of the individual ITU races she competed in this year and made the podium as part of the bronze medal winning GB mixed relay team at the World Championship Finals in Hamburg. Just like one of her teammates, who we will get to later in the list, she was shortlisted as one of the Sunday Times Sportswomen of the Year for 2020. She could well double up in the medals at Tokyo next summer in the individual and relay races. There is no doubt about it. Another fantastic year for Jess. Nine. Beth Potter. Beth was a late arrival in the sport of triathlon. She is an ex-Olympian on the track. She followed up becoming European triathlon champion in 2019 with her first World Cup win in Valencia in November 2020 in a race where she beat Swiss triathlon legend Nicholas Spierig into second place. Things are really starting to click for Beth. She ran her 5K PB of 15.24 earlier this year Dynamite, and she's looking dangerous. Eight. Ali Brownlee. It's been another fascinating and extremely successful year for the golden boy of British triathlon. He continues in his transition from short course triathlete to middle and long distance endurance athlete, but he remains competitive at both. Ali was on the podium at the ITU sprint events in Arzakena in October and Valencia in November. He also claimed a top 10 finish at the Worlds in Hamburg. But it's all the other stuff that he's been keeping himself busy with that has impressed me the most. He seems to be at a point in his life and in his career where he is ready to throw himself into unpredictable and challenging events. This was never more evident than when he took part in the brutal Helvellyn mountain triathlon back in England, less than 24 hours after his top 10 finish at the Worlds. He caught a flight from Germany back to the Lake District and won at a canter in the thick fog, conquering the third highest peak in England in the process. He then, later in the year, launched himself into the PTO World Championships in Daytona and was leading the way and looking strong as an ox, until a calf injury a few kilometres into the run forced him to drop out. I've said it before, but Ali is the reason I first got into triathlon. He is an icon of the sport. And if he keeps trying new, exciting challenges in the years to come, he could inspire many, many more people like me to take up the sport too. Seven. Flora Duffy. Flora is just the coolest triathlete in the world, isn't she? An absolute machine. And part of the reason I admire her so much is the fact that she is dominant at two very different disciplines of triathlon, with her also being a five-time world champion in the ex-terra cross-country version of the sport. But she has in no way had a quiet year on the roads in 2020. She picked up two fantastic wins at the ITU World Cup races in Arzakena and Carlo Vivari, and perhaps surprisingly only finished second in the World Championship Finals in Hamburg. It says so much about her level of dominance when a second place feels like a bit of a surprise for those of us watching. She is the boss, and will be very hard to stop in Tokyo next summer. Six. Gustav Eden. The Norwegian triathlete 
still only 24, hard to believe, won last year's Ironman 70.3 World Championships, beating the likes of Ali Brownlee and Rudy Von Berg. Then he won the big one at the end of this season. Those championships I mentioned earlier in the intro, the PTO World Championships in Daytona with everyone competing at it. Both Brownlee brothers, Vincent Louise, Gomez, Keenla, Sanders, everyone. And Eden finished top of the tree. He's looked sharp at the shorter distances too though. With top 10 finishes at the ITU races in Arzacena, Barcelona and Valencia. There are a lot of outstanding triathletes coming out of Norway at the minute, with his pals Christian Blumenfeldt and Kasper Storns. Turns out it's not just a nation of cross-country skiers after all. And they've got Erling Haaland in the football as well at the minute. Big, big things happening in the sporting scene in Norway. But Gustav Eden is right at the forefront of that, and he is such an athlete to keep an eye on. Five. Vasco Vilasa. I have so much time for Vasco. What a revelation he has been this year. He's so young, only 21. And from what feels like nowhere, he has catapulted himself onto the podium of multiple huge, huge races. None more huge than the ITU World Series final in Hamburg, where he stunned the global TV audience by taking the silver medal behind Vincent Louis. Loads of people watching had never even heard of Vasco before that race. And yet he swept aside rivals like Leo Berger, Richard Murray, Dorian Coninks, the Brownlee brothers, Gustave Eden, etc, etc, before backing it up the following weekend with another second place finish in Hungary. He also won the ETU Mediterranean Triathlon Championships. And last but not least, probably the biggest highlight of his whole year was when he came on this podcast for a chat back in episode 10. If you haven't listened to it already, make sure you give it a spin. Such a top lad. Four. George Goodwin. This guy is one of the most refreshing talents coming out of the UK at the minute. He hasn't come at the sport of triathlon through the traditional route, if you like, where athletes work their way through ITU sprint distance races and only move on to longer distance stuff when their leg speed starts to wane as they get older. No. George went straight for the big boy races. In his early 20s, he decided to focus on Ironman and half Ironman racing and has become one of the most fearsome competitors in the world, quietly building up a fan base through his no-nonsense performances. He won Outlaw X in November 2020. He came second behind Ali Brownlee at Helvellyn and he made the podium by finishing third in that absolutely stacked field at the Challenge Daytona PTO World Championships earlier this month. Still only 24 as well. Massive talent, brilliant 2020, one to watch. Three. Paula Findlay. Already a legend in triathlon circles, Paula backed up her win at the 2019 Challenge Daytona with another win at the event in December 2020. She was incredibly successful as a youngster around 10 to 12 years ago and then Paula had health problems which threw her into a lot of inner questioning and self-doubt. She wasn't sure in her mid-twenties if she wanted to even bother with triathlon anymore and gives some very revealing interviews about that time in her life. Now at 31 years old, still with plenty of years left in the tank, she seems to have found a new drive and a new vigour. She's really honest in her interviews and is a properly inspiring figure. 
and triathlon needs more transparent characters like her. But don't get me wrong, her appearance on this list is not based on her struggles in the past, it's purely because she is right back at her very, very best, and her results are now showing that to the world. Two. Georgia Taylor Brown, our latest Team GB world champion. Yes, it was a world championships that boiled down to one event only in Hamburg, but that arguably made it an even bigger deal, showing that Georgia could handle the pressure on the very biggest one-day race of all. It wasn't the only success that she had this year either. Far from it. She finished on the podium of every race she competed in on the ITU circuit this year, including a fantastic second place in Carlo Vivari in Hungary, only a week after her World Championship victory. This phenomenal year earned her a well-deserved appearance on the shortlist for the Sunday Times Sportswomen of the Year Award alongside Jess Learmonth. Georgia is one of our brightest hopes for a medal in Tokyo next summer. We'll all be right behind her and I really think that she could do big things there. So, fingers crossed for Georgia, but a phenomenal year's work. Number one. Vincent Louis. He's untouchable at sprint and Olympic distance at the minute. Simple as that. When he takes to the start line of an ITU race, he wins. It almost feels unfair in this competition. Vincent always looks so relaxed, so well prepared. He keeps himself in the right place on the swim. He starts to shake off some of the stragglers on the bike and then just always seems to glide effortlessly away on the run. You know, Dominance comes in cycles in triathlon. You, you can't be this good forever. Ali Brownlee and Javier Gomez owned short course triathlon racing from around 2008 to 2012. Then Mario Mola took control from 2016 to 18. And it feels like since then, Vincent Louise has been on his own one-man procession. He's the most informed triathlete in 2020. He's red-hot favourite for the men's Olympic crown next summer, and he fully deserves his place at the number one spot in this year's Trimia River Top 10 Triathletes. <laughs> there, there is one other person that I really wanted to put in, and I feel like we should still give an honourable mention to, and that is Joe Skipper. He is an incredible triathlete, there's no denying it, and Joe will be at the top table of the triathlon world for many years to come, but the main reason he very nearly made the list this year, the strangest of lockdown years, is for the 201 mile bike ride he did just after Boris Johnson had introduced the one exercise outing per day rule here in the UK. Uh, the, the government didn't put a time limit on their guidelines. They were very, very vague. And Joe enjoyed spending nine hours cycling a loop around Norfolk. It was just at a time when we all felt a bit boxed in and a bit demoralized and it made me smile. And for that, Joe, I salute you. So well done, Vincent Louise, for claiming the top spot, the gold medal, the crown on the Trimere River top 10 for this year. I'll be back in the new year with lots more triathlon news. Hopefully I'll be able to talk about events that we can all enter together things that we can look forward to doing as groups once again. Here in the UK at the minute, I'm not sure what it's like with you wherever you're listening, 
but we've been told that for the next week at least we can't exercise with any other people beyond our household. I think that's only due to last for a week or two, but we shall see. Then we, we just all want to get back to some sort of normality in terms of cycling in large groups, getting to triathlon events, getting the buzz of going through a transition zone in the middle of a race again. We'll see. Only time will tell. Hopefully the vaccine does some good. Hopefully we can be back out there storming along the roads very, very soon. Thank you for your support this year. It's been a fun first few months of the podcast. I look forward to getting more names from the world of triathlon on for a chat. I look forward to helping you see the people behind the athletes. That's one thing I've loved about the interviews we've done. All these people that you see in cold, calculated performances on the TV. It gives them a little bit of extra light and shade when you get to see what they get up to away from the racetrack. It's been great having so many of you tune in. So thank you very much for the downloads. Thank you for the comments and the emails that people have sent in. I really appreciate hearing from you. If you're getting out and about on your bike this winter or going for runs, let me know. At the minute I'm recovering because after that charity run I mentioned to you earlier, I did a lot of it barefoot and I have ended up with really torn up toes. So I am resting at the minute, but I'm looking forward to getting back into some winter runs, hopefully up a few hillsides. It's good to have somewhere like this where I feel we can all get together, let off some steam, share in our love of the sport of triathlon and just escape how trying some of this past year has been. But it hasn't all been doom and gloom, has it? Do you know what? There have been a lot of positives about this year. It's got people outside more. I don't think I've ever seen so many people in forests and on beaches, running, walking, spending time with their family and friends, which has been great to see. And long may that continue. You never know. There could be some real positives that we draw from this year and carry on through into our lives beyond it. So I hope that applies to you in some small way. Please look after yourselves. We'll be back very soon in the new year with more bigger and better episodes of Try Me A River. So please stay locked in. Thanks for your company once again. And I will see you soon. Over and out.